What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste Podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul and creating positive, goal-oriented talk. I'm interested in connecting mindset to successful stories and ideas. So today I have a very special guest. His name is Barun Gorain, and he is technically a doctor, but an author of The Seven Essentials to Transform Your Life. What's happening? Are you having a good day? Yes, fantastic. Yeah? It's a beautiful day today. Oh, it is yes, gorgeous, gorgeous outside, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. I was just saying to him that I'm absolutely parched. Like, I am exhausted today. It's really, really hot, but I just need to keep drinking some water. <laughs> and actually, it's funny because that's kind of what your book is all about, right? Absolutely. Can you tell everyone a little bit of a backstory on you and then uh, what uh, made you, uh, I guess, write the book? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you, Melissa, for inviting me here. Uh, well, actually, I am a technical person. I'm a metallurgical engineer. I mean, uh, I know it's a lot of, uh, you know, little uh, words there, but it means that I'm in the technical uh, business of extraction of metals and minerals from ores or rocks, you know. So essentially, I can extract gold or silver or copper, zinc. So that's my expertise, and that's what I've been working all my life. So I'm a technical guy, but my focus uh, in my career has been on technology and innovation, looking at new generation of technologies, bring them to the resource sector. So that's what I've been doing. And um, so that has been my passion, looking at automation, looking at digital technologies, artificial intelligence in the resource sector. So that's where I have been focusing on. So what really intrigued me is um, that technology has been a boon to humani humanity. It has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, it has uh, given us so much of comfort, convenience. You know, it has given us so many choices. You know, just imagine, you know, the, the different ways you can communicate with people all across the world is mind-boggling. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, Melissa, what I'm finding is that uh, still a lot of people are depressed. There is a lot of stress at work. I worked in the corporate world for almost 15, 20 years now. And I've seen the stress, believe me or not, this is not good. And this is not expected. You know, we are expecting technologies to make our life better. Mm -hmm. But I'm just seeing just the opposite. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I'm seeing a lot of issues with health as well, not just the physical, mm -hmm. mental, and emotional health. Okay. So that intrigued me is that why is this, that technology is supposed to make our life better, mm -hmm. and yet I'm seeing, you know, a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. Now. In my work, I've traveled across six continents. I used to travel very frequently, and I used to find the same issues, whether it's the Andes in South America or across the Arctic in Alaska, Australia, doesn't matter where you go, same issues everywhere. So that kind of intrigued me. And on top of that, a lot of the professionals will be asking the question, you know, Barun, I had a wonderful schooling, great education, great career, family, you know, I've made good wealth, but unfortunately, I'm not fulfilled. I don't feel fulfilled despite all this. And all these things are supposed to make me happy. It's not happening. So, and, and the same question I was asking for myself as well. You know, why is it that? You know, there's something is missing in my life. You know? So that intrigued me. And that really promoted me to look at, you know, uh, the reasons why we are not fulfilled, uh, why we're not happy, why we are suffering from a health perspective. So that was the reason why I was intrigued. And during my work, 
which was full-time work. I've traveled across the world, and I've been trying to find the answers, talking to people, whether it's yogis or talking to medical professionals, nurses, uh, you just name. Everybody I've been uh, you know, talking to. Uh, many of my colleagues as well, teachers, you know, students, and I find that you know, uh, there are, what I found eventually, cutting the long story short, that there are seven essentials that are absolutely critical for enhancing our life. The choices that we are making with technologies is that we're getting slowly getting away from these seven essentials. Right. And by doing that, we're hurting ourselves in a big way. Right. So that was the inspiration for my book, and I put those seven essentials into a way. Initially, it was supposed to be my notes, just for my own self. Okay. Then I realized that some of my friends are, you know, say, Barun, what are you doing all this, you know? <laughs> so they have been, you know, uh, trying this and that, and come back and say, Barun, actually it works. And awesome. then my family members, my, my son, my wife, everybody has been looking into that. What is my dad doing, you know? all these funny things you know yeah. he's fasting he's doing this he's doing that <laughs> so and i realized that why just me you know why can't i share whatever i have learned yeah. it's not the end all of everything this, sure this is just the beginning of the journey yeah but whatever i have learned can i share that yeah with like-minded individuals so that they can also you know maybe make a difference so that was the inspiration writing this book so here we are with this book i love it <laughs> and could you maybe just tell us a couple of them that yes. you know that uh, you found that has really yes. helped create more of a balanced absolutely. lifestyle absolutely yeah yes so um so what this book is all about is these seven essentials uh that make life possible in the first place okay somehow we are our awareness has has gone down quite a bit in terms of bringing these seven essentials into our lives. Sure. So, okay, the first one, I call it um, um, breathing life. Hmm. Why is that? You know, I, I've done a lot of fasting. You know, I can live without food for months. What? Weeks and months, yes. And a lot of people do it. I can live without water for a few days. At least some people can live without water for a few weeks. They call it dry fasting. It is possible. But when it comes to breath, you cannot live without you know, yeah. uh, air or breath, whatever, mm -hmm. even for a few minutes. Now, wow. that is the immensity of breathing. And how often we have taken it for granted. How many, everybody I feel has taken breath for granted. Huh. So one of the things I learned from many yogis, you know, I come from the yogi traditions. You know, I've, I've been in India for a long time. I was born there, brought up there. But I've lived in the Western world for 25 years, in Australia, in North America, in South America. The first thing that yogis teach us is to breathe well. Hmm. Because breath is the key source of energy for our body. Mm -hmm. Without oxygen, it doesn't matter how much fats and protein and carbohydrates you eat, you're not going to get energy. Hmm. So essentially, 80% of our energy comes from prana or... Um, or prana, yes. yes. I've heard Deepak Chopra oh. talk about prana. Yes, <laughs> which is basically life energy, you know, right. which comes from breathing. Obviously, I don't want to go into the details of prana. It is not just oxygen and air. You know, there's much more to it. Yes. But essentially, we need this to really maintain our life. Mm -hmm. And one thing I'll tell you, Melissa, which is really interesting is only one thing that will ever live with you is your breath until your last breath. Huh. 
life force into our bodies. Okay, wow. Okay, so. <laughs> I, have, I have a personal question for okay. you. Maybe you can help me. Okay, so, I mean, it could be my diet, could be um, that I'm not getting enough exercise or something, but I, I am quite active and mm. I'm quite a healthy eater, but I don't eat meat, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't all, and then there's days where I don't eat salad, so I think that, well, if I'm not eating meat and running salad, I'm actually probably not getting any nutrients that day, <laughs> right? So um, I do find that I, I, my whole life, even when I did eat meat, I was constantly chronically tired. Yes. People, like I was notorious for falling asleep in class all the time. Okay. Like I was just exhausted. And so as an adult, I've kind of thought, oh, maybe I have like chronic fatigue syndrome or something like that. Yes. But I've just always I can sleep anywhere like you you put me somewhere where I can fall asleep I can fall asleep in five minutes I've just always been that way have you done any research on that or know any yes. tips for people that might be like that actually what I found that uh, I'll, I'll go into that as well great so uh, and I strongly feel that the first essential which is the breathing life force has to be part of us we should mm-hmm. be aware of it day in day out and there are a lot of breathing techniques, okay. which, I, which I have also talked about in my book. Great. And uh, I've just picked some very basic ones for, for us to just start. Mm-hmm. See, our lung capacity, as we uh, grow wiser and older, but our lung capacity, you know, goes down, unfortunately. Sure. And that's because we do not pay attention to our breathing patterns. Mm-hmm. For example, the way we move our hands, can our breathing patterns will change. For example, like this, if you, like this, uh, for example, do like this. Okay. With your palms up. Okay. And breathe deeply. Tell me where is the breath coming from? From your chest or from your diaphragm? My chest. Okay. Now yeah. put it the other way. Now breathe. Yeah. Yes, you're right. That yes. Now that's from more of my diaphragm. Yes. Interesting. So, and then you move your hands like this. So, you know, it doesn't matter what. Which huh. way your body moves, your breathing pattern keeps changing. I see. And the thing is, you can ha- if you can inculcate the habit of breathing deep, even if you're sitting down in a, in a meeting in the office, mm-hmm. you'll feel very energetic. Like I used to go from, I mean, in my corporate world, I've been to so many meetings mm-hmm. and sometimes you're so nervous presenting something and, <laughs> and initially I didn't know. And I used to really uh, hold myself. I used to never used to breathe very well you know right. i used to almost like you know suffocating myself you know yeah like cold, like, like this you know, yeah like this <laughs> my god you know strain tension and <laughs> what you're essentially doing is you're not letting oxygen go into the body and you're tired exhausted yeah. you know but when i opened myself up you know i said okay oh. open myself up deep breathing while i'm in the meeting maybe you know uh, five breathe in very deep 
hold it for a few minutes or uh, not few minutes a few, few seconds yeah a few seconds <laughs> and count of say four say okay. breathe in for say count of four hold for count of four and breathe out for a count of four so simple techniques this is like a very basic technique mm-hmm. and then there are many uh, books and yogis who have taught much deeper where you basically connect from the physical to the non-physical i'm not even talking about that but breathing is so critical for us and that's number one mm-hmm. in my essentials hmm. now the second is i call it um, optimal hydration okay today is you know it's such a nice and warm day and you're drinking <laughs> a cup I, of water there you yeah know? <laughs> i certainly feel a little dehydrated today yes, that's for uh, sure <laughs> so the important thing is we are ourselves three-fourth water Right. Composition of our is three-fourth water. I actually, do you know this? I was trying to figure out because I always thought it was 80%. Do you know the percentage? You know, it 60? could be, it ranges on how hydrated or dehydrated uh-huh. you are. <laughs> of course. Of course it so, does. That was so a silly question. So 75%, se- I've seen numbers <laughs> anywhere from 70 to 80%. Okay, because I heard, I saw something 60 yesterday. Somewhere someone said 60 and went, what? I swear it was higher. That's, so. uh, on, that's on the lower side. That's the lower side. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen 60 though, but I've seen 68, 70, 75%. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, it's the rough estimation. Hey, more anyway. than three-fourths. Yeah. Yes. Three yes. Fourths. <laughs> so isn't it important to make mm-hmm. sure that, that we are optimally hydrated all the time? Yeah. It's so important, so critical mm-hmm. for our for enhancing our life. See, the body won't function very well if it's not hydrated. Mm-hmm. Our mind won't function very well. And that's why a lot of people get headaches and migraines and things like that. They're not hydrated, unfortunately. Huh. And what I hear, I mean, I've, um, I've seen, I've talked to many doctors and many very good professionals. And they always tell me that um, in North America, uh, the number can be, you know, here and there, but 60 to 80% of the people are dehydrated. And I was surprised, you know. Hmm. So, obviously, uh, when we have lots of uh, caffeine drinks, you know, caffeinated drinks like tea, coffee, you know, uh, obviously they are not helping us. You know, everything has to be done in a balanced way. And water is such an important thing. And what I find is the quality of water we drink is mm. actually very, very important. This is very interesting <laughs> and super in alignment with my life because yes. someone came into my life recently yes. who uh, was telling me about this filtration system. And actually, my boyfriend and I have been talking about how we wanted to be more clean with the water that we drink. So perfect. Tell me lots about water. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, see, uh, arguably, uh, you know, a lot of municipal corporations, city councils, they put chlorine and fluorine for whatever reason. Yes, yes. Um, a lot of people debate is good or bad but a lot of people uh, put chlorine and fluorine in the water and i don't want to go into that debate you know yes all i want to do is uh, excessive chlorine and fluorine is not good for us of course you can smell the water you, know? yeah. it's you not, can it's the tap water you can smell, smell it. it and it's, it's not pleasant in no. my uh, that's my personal preference i don't like chlorinated fluorinated water yeah. and i remove it so uh, when i was living in toronto uh, in my house which mm. i sold um, i used to have all house filter Wow. You know, so I feel that filtration is very important. If you don't use filtration, your body becomes the filter. Of course. Yes, that makes sense. And uh, that is not the best thing ever, you know, right. so that's not very good. Wow. So anyway, um, so it's very important to be very aware mm. of water. And water has got some amazing properties. Mm-hmm. You know, it is the only element or compound or, um, or um, entity mm. that's is found in three different phases you know 
solid liquid and gas, right? Ah, of course, yes. Water, ice, and bring me back to science class. <laughs> yes, so they all have different properties, and of it's course. very very important to understand that water actually is very conscious. And there are a lot of research that has been done, and mm-hmm. Dr. Emoto's research in Japan is very famous. Oh, one. I have one of his books Beautiful. about sending uh, different like vibes to water and seeing it react yes. in different ways. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. And in every culture you go to, and uh, especially in my uh, Indian culture, mm-hmm. you know, water is revered. When you drink water, you just don't drink water as if you know. Uh, yes. You, re- you actually pay a lot of attention to the water, huh. revere the water, and drink it. Imagine, you know, and and the water tastes different, in my opinion. Yeah. Tastes different, and it has a different uh, properties in terms of your, you know. Uh, in fact, it also has healing properties as well, if you drink the right way, mm. you know. So it's very important not just to drink the right quality of water, how you drink it. That's also important. Mm. And I've also given like seven different ways of bringing structured water into our. Structured water means water can be unstructured for various reasons. Oh. In the nature, if you go and drink spring water, in fact, I was in Quebec just two, two weeks ago near Montreal, about one hour. It was the, it was the yoga, uh, Sivananda Yoga Ashram, and they've got beautiful spring water wow. coming there. And the water tastes so, so good, beautiful. Huh. And interestingly enough, me and my wife, we were actually trying to you know, fill the water in our bottles. And then this guy, really strong-looking guy, comes in and... You know, we're just on the same tap trying to collect the water. And, you know, we say, oh, such a beautiful, sweet water. And say, wow, this water is magic to me. I said, what happened? You know what? I'm diabetic, he told me, that guy. I'm diabetic. And look, this is what I have. Like, he had this something inserted on his um, arm. Oh. And he measures his blood uh, sugar level all the time. Yeah. And he showed me that he used to be 14 or something, 14 or 15 reading. And by drinking this water, it went down to 7 or 8. He said, there's wow. magic in the water. So, yes, I mean, the point I'm trying to make here is water, uh, spring water, has a magical property. It has properties, with, and if you see the structure of the water, it's actually very structured, beautiful crystal form. A hmm. uh, lot of images have been taken, and a lot of people have done research on it. But the tap water which comes in, basically water has been constricted, you know, it's like, sure. uh, and then that water has a different property. Right. So now there's a lot of... Uh, Researchers have been trying to structure the water. Uh, for example, even if you take a filtered tap water, what you do, they have got some vortexing. Uh, they actually make a vortex out of the water, and it structures the water, and the property of the water actually changes slightly. You know, So this yeah. is something, uh, and I put together some of the research work, um, um, and some uh, Australian researcher, Australian researcher has done some work on that, and many others. You know, And if you, there's a book called The Fourth Phase of Water. We talk about three phases of water. Is by Dr. Paul Pollock, uh, and it's an amazing book. You know, a lot of the properties of water, ice, snow, we can't explain, but his book does that extremely well because there's another phase of water called the fourth phase of water. I don't want to go into the technical details of it. All I want to say is, if you can bring more awareness to water when we sure. drink, automatically you will, you will try to find the best way to optimize your hydration. Wow. Okay. Important. <laughs> I, you know what? I I don't doubt that because it's just interesting that I, um, I'm not really like religious or anything, but I'm quite spiritual. I'm very open. I love to yes. learn. And something that I started doing recently is saying, you know, grace before my, before I eat, yes. because I just, I don't know. I've been feeling like maybe 
getting into an attitude of gratitude, being in that vibration and right. being grateful for it. I don't see any harm in doing that. And I feel like if anything, it could actually help raise the vibration of what I'm eating. I'm not sure, but it's something that I've been trying and I actually, I do feel as if I, I feel like I enjoy my meals more now and I feel mm. more full afterwards. It's just something I'm trying, I'm journaling about trying to be a little bit more aware of, but Absolutely. No, no, yeah. this, this is a great thing. And also, if, yeah, when you go into the shower or go for a bath in the lake or the ocean, just, just if you just feel it, it just transforms the way you experience the whole, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so I think uh, it's very important to be able to appreciate and revere mm -hmm. water wherever you are, you know, whether you are walking or you know, swimming in the lake yeah. or having a shower at home. Is very very important. That's my expression, uh -huh. and I feel this. Uh, I've seen this many many um, very, uh, I'd say, very healthy individuals. You know, not just spiritually, but in general, very healthy individuals. They they drink their water. Even they drink the wine very very, <laughs> you know, uh, in a very uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, they really enjoy what they're doing. I think that's yes. the whole point I'm trying yeah. to make here is be aware and enjoy even drinking water. Yeah, like mindfulness eating, mindfulness drinking as exactly. well. Yeah, wow. Exactly. From uh, doing a little bit of a re of research on you, I, uh, I saw that you're a big believer in being barefoot uh, in, yes. in, on, in the ground or in the soil or in, yes. on the grass. What is that all about? Why do you believe in that? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can see it and I can totally understand <laughs> it, but for everyone else listening, that's, so that's the, interesting that's the third, to me. That's my third essential. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so that's called bringing cosmic energy. Into so first ah. I talk about uh, breathing life force, which is air essentially. Okay. And second is uh, water. And the third is bringing cosmic energy. These are free, what do you call it? You know, these are, nature has given it to us for us to enjoy for us to really make ourselves you know wholesome yes you know and be healthy be prosperous and to have a very vibrant living yeah. so third one is cosmic energy the earth that mm. we walk on we live on mm -hmm. um, the sun's energy mm -hmm. the moon's energy the star's energy energy is emanating from all these different um uh, cosmic fields mm -hmm. and it's very important to because we are part of the cosmos yeah. we are not individuals unfortunately that's how it's becoming mm -hmm. we think we're in but you know to be connecting with the sun to be connecting with uh, with the earth's energy mm -hmm. is actually very uplifting very very uplifting I learned this the hard way because in my I used to travel a lot as I mentioned before yeah. 14 15 hour flights you know from say North America to Australia and you are jet lagged then I realize what's going on, you know, and then I realize that I'm not connected mm. with the nature, you know. So what I do, I used to say before I even go to the hotel or sometimes after, as soon as I check in the hotel, mm. I'll go for the nearest park or somewhere. I just go with my, you know, may maybe a little shoes on and then take, take my shoes off, put my feet on the ground, get some sunlight on me and I feel good. My jet lag just vanishes and goes away, straight away. So what's happening is there are a lot of technical aspects to it as well. I don't want to go into it. There are a lot of books written on that as well. Uh, one of the books I really like is um, Light uh, Medicine of the Future. Okay. You know? So uh, I've written that in my book. And, okay. and there are many other researchers have done work on you know, putting a foot on the ground, barefoot on the ground, uh, even getting energy, sun's energy through the eyes in different ways. Uh, even the um, vibrations we live in, 
For example, if you live in a office or work where you're getting very erratic vibration, you know, uh, uh, noise from the cars and, you know, if it's not pleasant, it also impacts in a big way. And for example, um, if you live in, in a place where there's beautiful music around you, your state of mind is different. Mm -hmm. So these are all energies. So, my th so that's the third essential, is to make sure that we connect with this cosmo cosmic energy, which is available to us free. You know? Go and get some sunlight. We are so afraid of going to the, su you know, <laughs> in the sun. And I've seen researchers you know, sh saying clearly um, that um, there is a which is very interesting that many countries around the world, they've got mm. vitamin D deficiency, right? In, in, including Canada. Well, I mean, it makes sense when everyone's on their phones and inside or playing video games or yeah. watching TV and, you know, no one's outside. outside. Yeah, it makes sense. Very, very, and interesting in Australia, I spent a lot of time in Australia mm -hmm. and also Arizona, I've spent some time in a center called uh, Tree of Life. Where oh, I've heard of this. Yes, Dr. yes, I have. Gabriel Cousins. Yes, yes, yes I don't, I can't remember why i was looking that up but i oh maybe do they have a retreat maybe that was what it was one i've heard of this completely Interesting. yeah oh it's tied in with the uh japanese guy the emoto guy isn't it the tree of life it's not i mean he's more into uh, raw food uh vegan, vegan oh okay and also uh, they do a lot of fasting and dr cousins has written a lot of books on okay. conscious eating uh spiritual okay. nutrition is it tied in with reiki no, the it's tree not. Of, oh, the, I, he I himself 100% is a medical, know of it. He was a medical doctor, but he also has a lot of uh, beautiful wellness practices. Okay. And uh, so what I realized that in Australia, in Arizona, many places, you know, um, people have fair skin, but they spend a lot of time in the sunlight and beautiful skin, glowing eyes, beautiful skin. They don't have any skin cancer and things like that. And many of the researchers I've seen, they have found, that uh, people who are indoors actually get more skin cancer than, oh, than outdoors. Oh, that's, that's really... Which is interesting, which uh, came as a bit of a surprise to me. But, but my feeling is that sun's full spectrum, we need to absorb the sun's full spectrum. Obviously, we, all, we cannot just go overboard, you know. We cannot just be in the sun, you know, whole day only to hurt ourselves. But I think the more exposure we have, and in a very safe way, of course, you know, it's very important. Safety is important. Whether it's walking barefoot on the ground, mm -hmm. going in the sun. A lot of people do sun gazing as well. Mm -hmm. So they don't. They know the practice. So it's good to, you know, uh, learn all these techniques from, from the experts. And my feeling is bring this uh, cosmic energy into our life. Mm -hmm. That actually is very life transforming for a lot of people. So, so these three things I talked about is something that we have been given. Sure. To enhance our life. Yeah. And how often, you know, do we pay attention mm. to this? We take it for granted. For sure. And hurting I mean, ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> think it's a coincidence that like the second it's summer <laughs> here, everyone's happier. You know, like we're just, we're, we, we just need it. We need yes. it to feel better, I think. I, I do, I kind of have a little bit of a hypothesis around the fact that like we're warm-blooded mammals and we're in a severely freezing climate for half the year. Like, I don't know if this is necessarily good for for us i don't know that i think maybe it depends on where you're like where you're technically from throughout the year mm -hmm. um throughout the world sorry um but i just feel like 
it's possible that maybe humans are meant to be in more warmer climates. Like, you know, certain animals like polar bears are meant to be in the Arctic. Mm. I feel like maybe it's, it, it, we shouldn't be living in such a cold climate. What do you think? Have you thought well, of that? Uh, yes, I've thought about that. And um, even though I, f- I do feel good in tropical countries, you know, because, you know, all the time. But also I've seen people living in, in cold climates. I've spent, spent a lot of time in Alaska mm-hmm. as well. Oh, yes. Uh, part of my, you know, uh, met- metallurgical, you know, engineering. Yes. Uh, and I've, I've seen people living in Europe very happily, you know. No is- I think the trick is to know what to do. Yes. You know, for example... You know, even though uh, Europe or not uh, aclo- across the Arctic, there may be less exposure to sun. Mm-hmm. But whenever there is sun, go and get it. And for example, for vitamin D, there are a lot of foods that they take which gives them vitamin D. You know, right? D3. Okay. For example, A, D, E, and K are fat soluble. They eat a lot of fats. Do th- okay. Eat okay. a lot of good fats. You know, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's fats from the animals, uh, so they. Eat a lot of fat to make sure that you get A, D, E, and K vitamins uh, in yourself. And once you know what to do, I think people can live very well. Uh, so I don't see an issue as long as, even in tropical countries, people struggle. Mm. Even though it's such a beautiful weather, I've seen a lot of people, you know, having all kinds of diseases mm. in tropical countries. You know? Well, there's going to be struggle wherever you go, right? That's just part of life, yeah. I think. Like Art is awareness. I mean, it's awareness. Just be aware yeah. what to do. Mm-hmm. And we have to know ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, what is the right thing for us to do, whether mm-hmm. I'm, uh, some people I know, they cannot survive in the cold weather. For right. them, they don't like it. Right. Stop. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? So they can move, you know, down south somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> in the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's all, it's all good. Yeah. Well, you know what? I It's funny because I, I have thought about this, like people in Alaska or up north, they can't really, af- they can't afford to be a vegetarian. Like they have to, yes, yes. they have to eat meat. And so yes. um, I think, yeah, it's certainly where you live depends on what your diet is as well. I think possibly. It is. And um, that's the reason why India has been vegan and vegetarian for 5,000 years with no issues until, right. until recently. Until recent, last maybe really? 1,500 years, there has been a lot of health issues. But um, they, have lived a, they have lived on vegetarian and vegan diet for thousands of years, mm-hmm. and they thrived. Mm-hmm. And it was a very, very, but they knew what to do. The only thing that they will add uh, from an animal product point of view is ghee, which is the fat, because you need the fats, you know, omega-3 fats. Yeah. So they have figured out that some some amount of dairy is important, mm-hmm. not milk or so they will be having ghee, you know, which is uh, uh, it's a fat basically. It's called ghee. Ghee, G H E E, ghee. Oh, ghee. It's okay. a it's a clarified butter. Essentially, oh, okay. it's a clarified butter. Okay. So you know, every culture you go to, whether Europe or South America, Africa, mm-hmm. people have figured out what's the best diet for them. Sure. Yeah. But unfortunately with technological advancements and modernization, we're forgetting our, you know, because of the lack of awareness. Yeah, and, and detachment. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, so that's why you think that may, you're, what you believe, why the culture might now not be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, live a more, like a vegetarian slash vegan lifestyle because of technolo- technology sort of disrupting a lot of that. Because our awareness have gone through the window. Sure. Right? We're very zoned out now. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
And that's exactly the fourth uh, essential. Oh, is, is it? It's mindful eating. Look at that. And <laughs> it's interesting how you're bringing everything. Looks like you already <laughs> have you read the book before. I haven't even read the book yet. <laughs> oh my God, you, you must have uh, some intuition there. This is just what I'm obsessed about. <laughs> Everybody that listens to my podcast regularly will know that these are common themes I just love talking about. And it's it's wonderful to talk to someone that's very knowledgeable on these ideas because these are just ideas that I have on my own that I'm just always you know chewing on and I read a lot of self-help wellness sort of books so um yeah but this is these are conversations that I have with my closest family and friends (laughs) so um yeah I'm just very excited to talk about this with someone that knows a lot about it (laughs) so number four is uh, mindful eating okay one thing I realized actually traveling all across the world is that every species in the world have figured out what to eat, except for human beings, you know. We still haven't figured out, you know, what is the right diet for us, which is very strange. You know, I used to take my children. I don't know, have you been to the High Park Zoo? Of Uh, course, I love High Park. And I used to take my children, kids there, when they were small, and there will be a couple of llamas there, you know. And they'll be, and my kids will, you know, get some leaves and grasses and try to feed them. Right. And what I noticed that the llamas will only eat certain leaves. Really? And they would not eat other leaves. Huh. So that intrigued me, you know. And then sometimes the kids will be mixing up the leaves. They would still eat the leaves that they're supposed to eat, not the ones they're not supposed to eat. Uh-huh. That intrigued me. I so, said, wow, look at them. And every species around the world, they know exactly what to eat. But, but we some don't. of you have forgotten. Yeah. So, so I looked at a lot of literature and almost 80, 90% of the wellness is all about food, diet. This diet and that diet and paleo and you just name it, you know, Atkins yeah. diet and so... The blood I, diet, the blood type diet. Blood th- <laughs> yeah, so I've seen a lot of diets. I think they're all fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. What I found that there are three principles if you follow, because my grandmother is you know, still there. Uh, she's 99, she's close to 99. Your grandmother? My grandmother. Wow. Still, still living now, 99. Whoa. And um, obviously now a little bit frail. <laughs> you know, uh, but still, what I feel that, uh, and I have, then I've been very interested to learn more about people who live very long lives. That they typically follow three principles. Hmm. The first thing is, mostly they eat when they're hungry. Right. <laughs> yes, they don't eat till they don't live to eat. They eat to live. Yes, they yes. eat only when they're hungry. They are right. doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is. Uh, they eat less huh. and assimilate more or digest more. They eat less, but mm. obviously they eat uh, you know nu- nutrient dense food, but very little. Not mm. like you know, sometimes you can choke yourself with good food only to kill yourself. Right. I've seen people you know, oh, blueberries are good for you. They just you know <laughs> sort of uh, gobble up you know yeah. every uh, berry that they can find. So I think we have to be very careful. Our body is not designed to assimilate tons of food. You know, if you have small amount of food, body digests very well. You know, the energy, otherwise you spend or waste so much of energy in digesting food. You know, probably you spend more energy digesting than actually ingesting, you know, through the foods. But that's actually one of the reasons why I cut out meat. 
yeah. was because I felt so tired all the time. My my body, like, because everyone knows that meat is just harder to digest than veggies. Like, it that's is. just a fact. But um, I, my body would just be so exhausted. Yes. But also, I am someone that eats all the time. I eat almost every hour. Like, yes. And I'm trying not to now, but I would just have kind of, like, low blood sugar. They would say I was, I'm, I'm like, borderline diabetic. So I would always feel like I need to yeah. keep my blood sugar up and, and, you know, and eat. So no wonder I was tired all the time because that, that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, and uh, the third thing is, you know, uh, you have to individualize your diet. Yeah. It's very, very important. You know, you have to figure it out. And um, what I find that most of the healthy people, they don't go out and try this, try that, you know. Uh, they are very structured in their way of being, very disciplined. They actually go for disciplined eating. For them, eating is all about, you know, uh, eat, not to live, but, you know, uh, yes. live to eat kind of thing. Yes. Oh, no, sorry, just the other way. The other, yeah. <laughs> it's basically um, uh, eat to leave, live, yeah. not live to eat kind of thing. So, um, and, and also in my book, I, I presented um, seven different ways of bringing awareness to food, you know, because our body should know what yeah. we feel like eating. That can only happen when you give some space. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are completely bogged down with what's the best diet and doing this, doing that, yeah. you will never be aware. You'll never increase your awareness mm -hmm. what to do. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have given seven different ways of bringing that awareness of food. For example, it's not just about eating, it's where to eat, how to eat, mm -hmm. when to eat. These are all important. If, if you're eating while watching TV, it's not helping you very much you know but if you're eating small amount of food fully consciously you know uh, with proper attention as you mentioned before Melissa I think that helps a lot you know as well and sometimes uh, especially for our children I feel that because the thing many of the children think food comes from the supermarket you know so I think we also have to teach ourselves how to grow foods make some fermented foods at home simple foods maybe a little bit of you know microgreens even in small spaces, you can actually grow them. And I think the more our children sees uh, how the food is prepared and made, they will have more respect. In fact, they can participate yeah. in... So it's very, very important. And that's really uh, my fourth essential, which is, I call it mindful eating. And I also provide a list of different foods, you know, uh, oh. from different categories for vegetarians, for vegans. So uh, huh. there's no reason why a vegan and vegetarian cannot do well. They're extremely well. They can do very well. In fact, sure. I've seen yes. vegetarians coming oh. from India do extremely well mm -hmm. until they go, you know, into sugar. And now, uh, you know, yeah. they've forgotten about, you know, saturated fats. Now they're getting into all this uh, sunflower oil and all this uh, processed oil sure. only to hurt themselves. Yeah. So, so those things are happening quite a lot, you know. Hmm. But I think uh, there's no reason why any diet you pick and if you understand and if it's good for you based on your awareness mm -hmm. people will thrive you know yeah i agree with that and yeah. i think um i think it, i i agree with the fact that you said that it sh it should be individualized to each person right. because even actually if you think about it on like genetic level yes. okay most of us are mixed these days like technically i'm german but i'm mm. also british and irish yeah. and yes. so when you think about that like those two cultures ate very different foods mm. right and so to think like because all of our dna is is different now maybe it's possible that that's why our diets need to be individualized 
I don't know. That's an it's just a thought, but it is because yeah. I found that the same food, it could be uh, uh, very nutritious for me. Could be <laughs> poison for you. Right. Yes. Could be poison. Oh, totally. I've seen lectins. For example, some of the foods I used to eat a lot. You know, for example, uh, beans and grains. You know, I used to eat a lot of beans and grains a long time ago, only to find out there's a huge amount of lectins there. And I would not prepare it in the right way. The traditional cultures knew all this. They were preparing these foods in a certain way and like ferment it. And like, for example, I used to go to Peru. I'll be gorging up on quinoa, you know. Yes. But they make quinoa in a different way. They'll ferment it. They all do. Whereas we just, you know, okay, let's make quinoa. In the grocery store. Grocery store. Yes. And we do in a way and then (laughs) we hurt ourselves. So it's very important to realize what's the right food. And also... The same food that uh, you eat may not be the right food for me. Yes. So, so one diet principle doesn't actually work for everybody. So I think that's why it's very important to actually individualize the diets. You know. Wow. Oh, <laughs> honestly, I, I'm having the best time. I cannot wait to read your book. Okay, excellent. Um, let's, I've, just because this has been such a great chat and I, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but this has been awesome. Let's pull a card for you now, sure, okay? Yeah. Just for fun, and then you can tell everyone where they can g- get the book, and then I want I want you to read out your goal as well, which I'm pretty excited for. So this is called The Wisdom of the Hidden Realms. Yes. So uh, basically, there is a woman named Colette Baron-Reed who is actually from Toronto. I yes. think She's really cool, and I'm very big on, um, I don't know, all of her cards. I think she just is very interesting. I saw her live, and she's oh. uh, a medium as well, and she was just giving messages and I thought it was very beautiful and so these are her cards Mm. I will pick so usually I say any thoughts feelings ideas sensations anything that you experience while I'm uh, giving you your reading then that's relevant to what you need to know have you ever done anything like this before no I haven't really I haven't oh this is great (laughs) actually the last few guests that I've had on the show haven't ever had a reading before so it's exciting but I mean essentially what I always say is that if you are in tune with yourself if you're living in the present moment, if you're looking for signs in everything because there are signs everywhere, you don't really necessarily need a third party to tell you what's going on. You already know. So I could say today is going to be a day of great success and you probably you can already feel that in the vibration. Hmm. You, you get what I'm saying, yes, right? Absolutely. And I think that someone that's more tuned in, like, like now I find... I don't need the cards anymore. But when I first started out, I was very out of touch with my soul and myself and just didn't really, you know, understand what was happening around me. And now I feel like there's signs everywhere and I don't really need the cards anymore. But it's still really fun to to pull a card for people. So I usually say uh, you can ask a specific question or if you want general knowledge for the day. So what would you like? Um, General knowledge. General. Everyone always (laughs) picks general knowledge. Okay. Because it's like, it puts you on the spot. You're like, oh, I don't know a question. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ah, there we go. One flew out. So that's always relevant. Mm. And I'll pull another one. Mm, We're going to do, actually, we're going to do this one. This one feels good. Okay. So let's see. What was the first one that flew out? What, What was that one called? The Arrow Master. And what number is it? Uh, that's 10. 10? Okay. Yes. All right. The Arrow Master. Haha. <laughs> 
The arrow master appears to help you target your intentions and teaches you how to shoot straight for the stars. The message is to be deliberate about focusing your dreams and desires with intention and about aligning your intention with spirit. Then let them fly on the wind directed by the divine until they reach your goal. The only way to hit the target is to allow the arrow of your intention to fly unencumbered by your eagerness to see it travel exactly the way you want it to go. You may think it needs to veer a certain way to reach your goal, but in the invisible realms, human power cannot make this happen. The divine has its own idea of how the arrow flies and upon what wind it's carried. Nonetheless, if you don't shoot, you'll never score. This is a fortunate message as long as you remember the law of detachment. If you do then, be assured that you're right on point. I mean, you are flying away tomorrow, technically. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. No, I think this is very relevant to what I'm doing. And Wonderful. Oh, this is fantastic. It yes. always is. It's always exactly what's going on, oh. I find. And I think because... Uh, you know, if you're tuned into energy and I, yes. I think um, that's something that I'm really obsessed with is like just really tuning into the person's energy. So before I even pick up a card, right. I'll be like thinking about their vibe. I'll say their name in my head and I will pick based off of your vibe. Mm. So because a lot of people are like, wow, you always pick the card that's like so dead on. But I think it's just my whole process of tuning mm. into mm. their vibe and what they need to know. And what was the second one? Uh, the River Queen, uh, number 36. 36. This one comes up a lot, actually. <laughs> it's very interesting. Okay. The River Queen flows into your life as an ally to remind you about the concept of allowing and the law of non-attachment, literally oh, what the other card exactly. is about. Yes. <laughs> Remember that all rivers come from the mountains and run to the sea to be absorbed by the large body of water. There, the liquid evaporates into clouds that rain on the mountains, uh, that rain on the mountains to continue an endless cycle of fluidity. The River Queen requires you to be fluid and to let go of rigidity and perfectionism. Mm. You will travel far, as literally, <laughs> to India tomorrow, as long as you let go and let flow. Even maneuvering around the greatest blockages, like water streams around big boulders. No obstacle can hold you back now if you're willing to surrender to the natural flow of events. Be easy on yourself and, and others and watch how smoothly you move forward. You may be surprised where the river takes you. Mm, very nice. I like this. Fabulous. Flexibility. Like, yes, yes, exactly. The cards are beautiful, aren't they? Yeah, I, they love, are. I love yeah, the artwork if you want to take a nice. look. They're very nice. All right. And can I read out your goal that you wrote down? So guys, uh, for everyone that's new to the podcast, I have a goals and dreams box. And so a new thing that I'm trying is everyone that comes on the show, I'm getting them to write down a relevant goal right now, something that they're working on, something they're excited about. So would you mind telling everyone? Yes. Uh, so my goal is to help people bring uh, seven essentials, which I was talking about, you know, mm -hmm. seven I, call it seven I, okay. back into people's lives for a healthy, prosperous, and vibrant living. Ah, oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> I'll get you to put it in the box. Excellent. And we'll lock it away and, and the universe will take it away and make Excellent. it happen. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Honestly, I had the greatest chat. I look forward to hearing about the other three other essentials. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. Could you tell everybody where they could uh, buy your book and where they could find more information on you? Yes. So this book is available in Amazon, okay. Amazon.com. Uh, 
Amazon.com, Amazon, Amazon.ca. Yeah, we have some British listeners as well. Is it available okay, so in, in England UK, as well? Yes. So cool. it's uh, available in Amazon. Doesn't matter where you are. You know? Okay. So Fabulous. Excellent. And do you have any online profiles? Do you have like... Uh, yes, I have my website as well. Okay. Uh, and also have my Facebook page as well. Okay. So my uh, online uh, website is uh, Seven Essentials. Seven I mm-hmm. dot com. So seven essentials. I'll just spell it up. You know, S E V E N E S S E N T I A L S seven I. So like seven com. with the like the letter I. Letter I. Letter yes. I. Gotcha. Yes. Dot com. Dot com. You know. Cool. So that's where. Fabulous. All right. Well, the motto that I have for my podcast is the grass is always greenest where you are right now, which is totally in alignment with what you teach. (laughs) No, no, this is fantastic. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. And uh, to everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. And I'm sending you so much love, light, and motivation to go slay at your goals. Namaste. Thank you, Melissa. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to have you. For more Namaste or to support the Namaste podcast, visit patreon.com slash Melissa Malati. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Melissa Malati.